I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Martin Lewis. <laughs> uh, I, I can't leave that in, can I? You have to, you have to. It's done now. That was um, one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. That'll make no sense to anybody listening, by the way, but that's made me really laugh. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to explain why I've said that. Don't. You just crack on, mate. Uh, and who am I? Sorry, I don't know what came over me there. My name's Pete Allison, and here's Dave Cribb. <laughs> How are we? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Beautiful sunny day. I think, although, I think, um, in true British bank holiday style, I think I've caught the sun. Have you? Mm. Do you want to know a shameful fact? Go on. It's 6pm and I haven't been outside yet today. Dave, it's beautiful. I know, but I didn't get in until 6am, and then I slept till 1.30, and then... Had a pizza, then watched Friends for this, and then here I am. Basically, that's been right. my day. What a day. What a day it's been. So I'm going to go outside straight after this, don't worry. Don't you worry, Pete. Just as the sun just starts to, to set, which yeah. is perfect for us gingers. Yeah, just to get some fresh air. Yes, yes. When we get to the pubs, it's not going to be the healthiest of fresh air, but never mind. This week's episode? Uh, a, a request, I hear you cry. From Tash? No, I want you to cry it. Oh. What, what, like, like crying, crying? I don't know. See your interpretation of that phrase. <laughs> Request. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I could come up with. Oh, my God. I heard you cry requests, and I shall deliver. It's from Tash in Solihull. People don't often give us locations, do they? They don't, and I quite like it, you know. So, I mean, yeah, feel free to. Obviously, you don't have to tell us where you live, because... We don't want it to be a weird invasion of privacy, but I quite, it makes me feel a bit more like a kids' TV presenter from the 90s, you know? Yeah. Tash and Solihull's been in touch with a drawing that she did of her grandma, that kind of thing, you know? Also, can I just, before we hear what episode Tash requested... Yeah. Um, you and I use this website, right, to um, record the podcast. Yes. Um, it says that there's someone in the audience. Excuse me? So it says you and me are logged in, recording... Yeah. And then it says one in audience and says that three people, four. What? Two, two people are in the audience. <laughs> what is the audience? Are you on the website? Yeah, I can see what you mean, yeah. What, who are the other people? This is stressful, isn't it? Someone somehow got hold of the, there is a link. That if you did know the link, you could theoretically listen in. <laughs> but I don't know how you would do it. Who's in here? 
Guys, who's listening? If you're listening to this, have you somehow got the link? Can you text us? I don't know if I've explained what is happening very well here, but basically what should be a private recording session for Dave and I seems to have other people in it. Um, Maybe it's Martin Lewis's people. If if you're listening to this, can you fuck off? <laughs> We're a welcoming podcast, aren't we? It must be a glitch. It must be a glitch. Well, it looks like we're doing a live show, Dave. Well, there you go. Don't say fuck a bugger. Hmm. Um, Tasha's request, hey? Should we crack on with that? Yeah. Hi, Dave and Pete. I found your podcast during the first lockdown. I've been obsessed ever since. That's nice. I've been wanting to request an episode for ages, so I finally took the plunge. A lot of the episodes I really love have already been done, but after watching it, I'd like to request the one where Phoebe runs. I think it's a funny episode with silly storylines that don't take themselves too seriously in possibly the best season of Friends. Interesting. I look forward to hearing this episode however long it takes. Tash in Solihull. Uh, How long has it taken, Pete? Do you have the date of the request? Almost exactly a year. Ah, do you know what? It, well, it says something about our backlog that I think that sounds very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> my, my reaction to that was, oh, fair. That's, that's quite Less good. than 12 months. We're yeah. doing all right. Smashed it. Um, best series of Friends season six. Your thoughts, please, to start with. Uh, it, it doesn't immediately strike me as a, as as that level but um so everyone's got their own fave haven't they i just find it interesting yeah. find it interesting um as we know i'm a, i'm a more of a fan of the earlier ones so it's certainly not my fave but actually just scanning down the list we have said this before when you actually dig into some of the episodes in it there are some absolute bangers in it and some of some of the very best ones are in season six so there you go it's a solid premise, Tash, that you have there. Here is the synopsis for The One Where Phoebe Runs, which is season six, episode seven. Two, two, f- oh, it's quite a pleasing production number. Double two, triple five, seven. Oh, I don't like it ending with a seven. Two, two, five, 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 seven. Um, Rachel moves in with Phoebe. However, Rachel is embarrassed by Phoebe's odd running style and attempts to avoid her during their morning jogs through Central Park. Joey takes in a new roommate, takes in uh, dancer Janine. Chandler wants to impress Monica, meanwhile, by cleaning the apartment, but panics when he forgets where everything is supposed to go. So, where do you want to start? Janine running or uh, Chandler and the boxes? Uh, Can we get Janine out of the way? We can get Janine out of the way. First appearance of Janine, actually. So, Tash, you might enjoy this episode, but you've chosen a cursed mm. a cursed one in many ways, haven't you? Because this is the start of certainly one of the top three worst friends characters, we think, don't we? I just wrote in my notes, oh no, Janine. I put Janine, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have, to start with, though, immediately a classic internal universe inconsistency because Elle McPherson has been referenced in Friends before. Oh, has she? In the same way they always reference Bruce Willis. Yes, it's uh, early on where Chandler is talking about mental images that just pop into your head when you're having sex. And he ends up talking about your mum popping into your head when you're having sex. But he's... Of course he does. One of the people he lists is Elle McPherson. Oh. And then when she moves in across the hall... Doesn't doesn't clock it, does he? Doesn't clock it. Because it's Janine. Um, Joey's asked her to move in without really what, learning anything about her, we discover. Uh, doesn't know she's Australian. I mean, doesn't know even her if surname. you haven't asked her any questions, you'd just be listening to the accent at least. When you, I mean, are we just to believe he's literally not listened to, to a word she said and just stared at her and gone, yes, please. 
In which case, I judge her for even saying yes and wanting the apartment. It's a very strange situation, this, isn't it? Because even if we jump to the end of it, where Joey, I guess, I guess you could argue Joey's deciding to do the mature thing and sort of lay it all out there. It's a mad thing to lay out there, isn't it? Just to be like, you're an attractive woman. And I am obviously an attractive man, therefore clearly we're going to bang, so we should probably talk about that. Like, talk about making your new roommate feel incredibly uncomfortable. There's that bit where Joey says, clearly there's a vibe. Like, what vibe has he possibly picked up from Janine, who I feel is is totally devoid of vibes? (laughs) There's just no vibes. Take away the fact she brings no vibes. But yeah, to be fair, from her perspective, if we're going to give Janine her her fair due, which I think we should... All she's really seen so far is basically a man unable to speak, interview her and go, where can you move in? And then once she has moved in, he screams like a child when he sees some thongs and and corrects her grammar incorrectly and then gets all flustered and runs to his room. That's all, that's mm-hmm. all she's seen. So it's, it's, it's hardly a demonstration of a man she'd definitely want sexually, is it? No, she's she's not really given him much. It's um no, and and, and vice versa. I just I, it's it's just one of those things where at the end of the plot line you go, oh yeah, there was that was a bit weird that that situation ever. I mean, it's classic late nineties frenzy vibes, isn't it? A, a new woman comes in, so all the men want to bang Chase her. Chase yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, including Chandler, who makes reference to her being unbelievable. And that her the full extent of her worth in their eyes is the fact that she's well, that they think she's beautiful. Yeah, try talking to her guys, and you realise she's got no personality. <laughs> That'll solve your bloody problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, you won't want her then. Yeah, it's interesting to see Joey, uh, who's normally very cool around women, being. Utterly like the other end of the scale when yeah. he's sort of trying to sort of um, repel her, I guess he would say. But that bit where he does walk into the bathroom and sees her underwear hanging up and just goes, <laughs> and he just he literally doesn't know how to deal with it, does he? That was a bit Harold no. Bishop, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good. I'm glad you've referenced Harold Bishop in there. Yeah, he doesn't get enough references these days. A clip of Harold Bishop pops up on TikTok the other day, and I just watched the the scene where Harold Bishop comes back from his accident. Do you remember? Did you, did you watch Neighbours back in the yeah, day? Yeah, didn't he have amnesia and he forgot who he was? Yes, and he was like working for the Salvation Army, and he had a different name, and <laughs> nobody. It was mad. He, he he couldn't remember anything, and everybody was like, "Harold, it's you." And he's like, "No, my name's Ted or something." Uh, I watched the whole thing anyway, and part of me kind of wants to go back and watch the whole that whole series, Pete. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's our next podcast. That's not going to have a very big audience, is it? What neighbors with friends? Neighbors with friends. Neighbors with. I neighbors I don't want to watch neighbors that much. But there's so much of it. We could do it forever. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's finishing now. Ending. So what a way to, well, yeah. What a way to market. We could say it's a good marketing idea. As neighbors ends, we'll we'll watch it from the start. I'm going to let you do that one without me. Well, maybe I'll find a neighbour to do it with me, Pete, because I've got a good idea for the title. Neighbours with Neighbours? Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, 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 that's it. Why, what were you thinking? (laughs) No, that was what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, to be fair to Janine, she doesn't get a great start, does she, in the group? She is just lusted after by the men, and that's it. Hmm. So it's no surprise her sort of stay in the the gang is hardly a, a triumphant one. Also, I think that if you plan on asking out your roommate on a whim with no consideration of how uncomfortable that could potentially end up, kind of asking for trouble. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 
the running? Oh, did you hear that? Did I? It was a really loud bang. Oh, what was it? Was that Jesus rising from the dead? Uh, yeah, that was the sound of the stone. rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered what time it happened. It turns out yeah. 25 past six on a Sunday evening. Yeah. Was it today that he... Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Easter Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got off again, didn't he? Easter Day. Easter Day. The third day. Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> Easter the third day. Uh, yes, Phoebe's running. Let's do that. So the first thing to note in the Phoebe running plot line is we learn that Monica used to be sexually attracted to a puppet frog and kiss his poster every night. I love that bit. Yeah. I love the way that... Because there are two posters that are referenced, aren't there? Yes. Or two things that are mark. referenced. Yeah. Yes. And Ross talks about how Monica used to kiss the poster every night before she went to sleep. And I love the reveal that actually it was a Kermit poster that she kissed before she went to to bed. That is great. Very relevant to our interest, Dave, as enthusiastic Muppet fans. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I know that we share that that interest with Monica Geller, but not to that level, I I hasten to add. Pete and I aren't that into the Muppets. Do you have his album, It's Not Easy Being Green? Uh, Well, I mean, I do in the sense that it's on Spotify. Yeah, but not a physical copy. No, but I don't have many physical. Do you have physical records anymore? Uh, I have the. Do you know what? Earlier this year, I because I pre-ordered an album with a a, a gig ticket, I oh, got yeah. the, the CD version of it. Years and years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I that predictable? <laughs> yeah, it was like that'll do a leap up. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm who I'm seeing live tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've done this podcast too long now, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so, the first thing to say, I'd say, from this uh, whole plot line is that Rachel announces she's going to go for a run as if she's been for a run every day of her life. Have you ever seen Rachel go for a run in the entire history of Friends? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. I mean, she, she sort of goes, uh, uh, oh, I better just, just want to get my running done before whatever happens. Before it gets dark, as, she says. Before it gets dark, that's right, yeah, yeah. And um, as if that's something she's she's done all the time, all her life. I mean, I presume, because she's in good shape, maybe she does do a lot of running, but I've never seen it. Friends outside feels weird, doesn't it? Well, this is one of the only location shoots of, of all of Friends, because even usually, so when they're doing playing the football or the rugby and all those sort of things, those are sets that they've just built. And they're clearly sets because they're tiny, tiny bits of grass, you know? Like the rugby, the entire rugby match takes place on basically the equivalent of like the centre circle of a football match, of a football pitch, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But this is clearly actual on location in Central Park. Um, which A, they must have closed a lot off. B, they must have hired a shitload of extras. Yeah, there's a lot of people around. A lot of people. And my, I mean, my main question about this plot line, I want to know which writer sat in the room and went, right, we need a punchline for this whole plot line. What about (laughs) Rachel runs into a horse? (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what that's, this is one of my favourite lines in the whole thing as well, is that after she smacks her face into a horse, which would really hurt, by the way. Really hurt. Horses are not very, uh, they're quite sort of immovable objects. Right, yeah. Uh, Well, they're not, they're not objects, they're living things. Animals. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, I think we all know what horses be. I don't think you need to clarify yeah. what a horse is for our listeners. <laughs> so a horse has four legs. Um, uh, what you can't do, you cannot stick your head up the anus of a horse. No. 
Um, if you're just listening to our podcast for the first time, that is a reference to a previous episode. Sorry, don't yeah. like that. Out of context, that makes us sound in- insane. Anyway, stop crowbarring anuses into things. Sorry. I, um, I love that this whole scene just finishes with her going, watch out for the horse! Just like, <laughs> warning onlookers. It's really, it's a great, it's a great Jennifer Aniston bit of acting, but it's it's just very, very funny. It's very silly, but it's very funny. It is really well done. It's just one of those things where you go, how did that come about? What an absolute, what, what's happening there? But also when they um, pitch this plot line in the first place, like, again, I'm just fascinated by the, um, what's it called? Like the, the production side of things, you know? So the yeah. writers have gone, we've got the storyline, guys. And then they go to the producers and go, so all we need is access to Central Park, about 50 to 60 extras and a horse. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we need. And they'll be like, okay, that's a big, big plot line, is it? Not really. They run for about a minute in the whole episode. That's it. But we do need the horse. I also really like the Phoebe line when we first see her running action, where she just sort of wails, come on, that's not running. Let's go. Yeah. Disappear. <laughs> I, I will say that her, her running action, because it involves sort of more leg movement than is required and also some flailing of arms. Yeah. Uh, knackering. Like I bet it's running is tiring. You. Well, yes, I'm sure it burns more calories because yeah. she's she's all over the shop. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'd say it's a more effective way of running. And like, I know she looks a bit mad, but she doesn't look that mad that you like. I don't want everyone to be seen with that person, does she? I also like the bit where um where after they've not fallen out about it, but they're um Phoebe's offended. Um. Yeah. And she walks in the apartment. Rachel says, Phoebe, can I talk to you? And Phoebe oh, says, yeah. sure. And then just carries on walking. It's so well, it's one of those little moments where it's just really funny and well done. But to get that timing so spot on is actually really hard. Phoebe's got to walk across the entire apartment and be just disappearing through that door as Rachel says her line. And I was just watching it going, fair fucks. That is a really like good technical bit of acting and comic timing, isn't it? Yeah. And some great um, comic timing acting as well when... Um, when Rachel clocks that she's not even there. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really enjoy that. And then, so so Rachel's trying to get out of running with Phoebe, isn't she? She makes uh, a completely foolproof excuse that she's tripped. She's been tripped and therefore she can never run again. And Phoebe mm. just swallows that and is like, yeah, that, that that seems to tie in. Yeah. That's how that's how professional athletes all end their careers, by tripping over. Um, but eventually Rachel does sneak out. Phoebe follows her out confronts her and then we get yeah like you said that scene in the apartment and um and then rachel decides of course she does that it's much more fun to run like phoebe and it does look really fun have you ever tried it no no i haven't can you try it on your next run you're a runner i'm not really a runner so it's not really relevant to maybe this. during a quiet moment on a canal path with no one around yeah yes. all right but can you film it for us um we'll put it on instagram okay i'll see what i can do yeah i think it's important that you do that i want to if you want to see pete run like phoebe Drop us a, a comment under this week's <laughs> Instagram post. That's what I want to know. If he gets, if 20 people say they want to see it, you'll do it. How's that sound? Okay, fine. That feels reasonable. The other bit of this plot line that I really like, and I used to, I remember thinking this was so funny when I was a kid and watching this, was the cold open of this episode where they're doing the alternate words on the answer phone. 
Yeah. And I just used to lose my shit as a youngster going, that is so clever, the way she just added a second word in and Phoebe never noticed. And I just, just remember thinking it was brilliant. And looking back, it is just, there's a lot of really um, just joyous, fun, silly bits in this episode, which I think is what Tash was referring to earlier. You know, she said, none of it takes itself too seriously. But this and a lot of the stuff about Chandler cleaning the apartment, there's a lot of silliness, isn't there? And I, I really like that. Yeah, no, I agree. There's nothing particularly serious in any of this. There's no like brief moment of of uh, seriousness, like conflict all, or seriousness yeah, or anything. No, all yeah, lighthearted. Yeah, and we're sort of moving into a whole new era. Phoebe and Rachel are living together. Janine, you know, it's a brief era as it is, and then Monica and Chandler obviously moving in together. So it's actually quite a seismic shift in the way, like the whole the whole show is set up, isn't it? Like if you yeah. weren't looking at it from the outside now, because it's not one of those things where they swap apartments and then four episodes later they swap back. This is kind of phase two of all the friends everyone's moving yeah, a around big and lasting change is occurring yeah yeah so it's, a, it's an interesting it's, a, it's a, a notable moment in the timeline that you've chosen here tash hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, now for an entire plot line about Chandler unpacking some boxes. And cleaning everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's one point where he's like polishing individual plates. Like <laughs> this is the most insanely thorough clean that he's doing. Yes. Um, it's more thorough than anyone's ever been cleaning anything, apart from when you move out of a house and you clean, you get rid of, you know, everything goes, and then you would clean everything because you want to deposit that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly that. It should have really occurred to Chandler that moving everything was a bad idea, though. That is a fundamental part of Monica as a character. Um, yeah, I mean, she's she's notorious for like it's it's weird that a he's that afraid of her that when Ross points it out, he's so terrified, but then hasn't realised that himself before he started. You know, he was just like, oh, I'll yeah. just move some stuff around, see what happens. Um, but it becomes this whole um, big palaver before we get to the actual cleaning, though. Do you know what was really weird about the start of this plot line? is hearing Ross talk about some sort of future technology developments that is still in the future now. 
Yeah, so he's, he says 2030, doesn't 2030, he? 2030, yeah. It's very, like, quite often we get in friends, like, them going, oh, in the year 2017 or something, you're like, yeah, fine. Or in, in general, in sitcoms or whatever. And, and this is just one that's like, oh, this this is still on the cards, is it? Is this, are we going to be living forever as a machine in eight years, Pete? Well, I'm try- I was trying to work out whether the technology that he's talking about, like, it feels like he's basically referencing artificial intelligence. Right, yeah. Um, and like downloading, can you download your thoughts and memories and live forever as a machine? There's definitely been a lot of TV shows about that in the last few years. So it feels like it will be possible at some point, but maybe not in mean, years. You can download your like videos and photos memories wise. So that kind of exists. Yeah. But downloading your actual memories feels a bit of a long shot, doesn't it? Technologically speaking. For the time yeah. Now. I think we're slightly over eight years away from that. But in Ross's defence, for once, he's actually talking about something that I think is genuinely very interesting. Like Chandler was like, oh, oh I'm still, I can sleep with my eyes open. All right, you sarky little prick. Like, that's, like for <laughs> once, he's not talking about bloody dinosaurs. You could actually engage with your friend because that is, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, holy shit, what? That is insane. Yeah. Let us talk about that. Yeah, it's the the more interesting side of uh, Ross's science nerdiness. Yes, exactly. And actually, which is justified at the end of the episode when Janine gets it. I love that bit where Janine completes his sentence and Chandler looks incredibly shocked. Yeah, um, when they're interfacing. Well, the interfacing is one of the weirdest lines in all of television history, I think, isn't it? Yeah. What is interfacing? Well, sort of like computers talking to each other, you know, I guess is what he's sort of implying. Right, okay. But he's trying, he's, 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 overestimated her interest in the subject, I'd say. And also, just made it weird. He's just made it fucking weird, hasn't he? He could have just been like, let's have a chat about this because you're interested. But if you really translate what he's saying, he basically goes, oh my God, Janine, like, we are meant to be, you know, let's fucking get it on because you have shown a vague interest in one thing that I've said. Which, as far as like leaps go, a bit too much, isn't it? Yeah. Some nice Ross and Chandler scenes in this episode. Yeah, Ross's, um, no, sorry, Chandler's mysterious penis disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Is it when they, when they make that up and Monica's through the door, yeah. is it the same thing that Chandler had? <laughs> the idea that Ross would be fully naked in the living room of the apartment to show Chandler something. I is... also love Chandler's reaction to... So so Chandler comes up with Ross is naked as the reason why Monica can't come yeah. in the room. And then I think it Ross says something like, I wanted to show Chandler something. <laughs> Chandler's reaction to that, uh, how like appalled he is about how that sounds is really good. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing is, I mean, it plays a bit into their incredible discomfort with the idea of two men being nude in the same room together, but it's um, the, the way they both sort of try and deal with that uncomfortable situation that they just have to think off the top of their heads. As 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 no homo as they are guilty of being yeah. a lot of the time, being in a room with another naked man, to be fair, is quite is quite gay. <laughs> as far as actions go, uh, two men being naked together. Showing each other their penises, it seems. That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite gay. Uh, but yeah, we never learn what what Chandler had. I mean, Ross is as obsessed with it as I am. I'm I'm interested to know because she's still got a bit of the medicine in the in the cabinet under the sink. Like, well, the way that they it describe that you- it sort of makes it sound like Chandler's got an STI. 
Well, yeah. What does he call it? He calls it a man problem, doesn't he? Which does, I'd say, heavily uh, imply penis-based, right? Yeah. Because there's not many other things that men have that women don't. So what do you think the medicine is tablet-based or cream-based? Well, I, yeah, maybe it's cream-based then, I guess, but it could be tablet-based. I don't know. I don't know. Our medical expertise comes under fire often on this podcast because what the extent of our medical expertise, I'd say, is zero? Uh, yes. I, I, I don't think people come to this podcast for medical advice, though, so it's okay. If they do, then they are... Dead? Four, four, they are four years in and probably dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's also some uh, mad... Did you notice when, when Chandler jumps over the coffee table to move it back? Do you remember that bit? I thought that was very athletic. Very athletic, though. What I am going to send you now, Pete, is a, a little screen grab that I tried to get. This was the best I could get of this moment. And if you're watching this on Netflix, anyone, just do go and watch that bit back again. Because there is some... Absolute friends shithousery here. So as Chandler leaps over the table, take a look at the right-hand side of the screen. (laughs) I mean, that is a full camera and light and script in shot. uh, Everything, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's really... Especially when you watch it, like, that's a little screenshot, so it's hard to quite grasp the full extent of it. When you watch it, it's a good half a second to a second of... The, the camera rig being on show. Yeah, I guess the the defence there would be the, the point aspect that ratio it, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that's changed, but it's still it's there's no subtlety involved there. It's not even like just the slight edge of it. The whole no. thing. No, and when there. they were when they were re sort of mastering it or whatever for 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 widescreen, you'd have thought someone at least was just watching through, checking for those things, wouldn't you? And like yeah. they could have zoomed in a slight bit or just changed the shot or something cut away from it a tiny bit earlier. Like, there would have been a fairly easy fix, I would have thought. Yeah, that's just leave the whole camera in. Uh, one of my favourite bits of this whole episode, and, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, I just like the sort of silly joyousness, is when Joey's hiding in the box. It's very infantile, isn't it? It's like, but wonderfully infantile, you know? I really enjoy it. And actually, this week's Amy, who's written a quiz, uh, messaged us to say her favourite line in the whole episode is Chandler's oh my god you almost gave me a heart attack which the way he delivers that is so funny I just I just love Joey's giggling and then you later learn that Joey's trying not to giggle the box is moving it's just like proper silly infantile humour like you say isn't it but it's just that's some of like my favourite frenzy bits where it's just completely frivolous um, but really joyous um, but also crucially Joey gets out of the box and goes, oh my God, it looks great in here. Are we to believe he's been in that box the entire time Chandler's been unpacking? <laughs> because he's been yeah. squatting. He's All been squatting. Day. He hasn't been sitting. He's been squatting. That is going to burn like an absolute beer. And if so, if Chandler hadn't noticed him in there all day, he's done quite a good job of hiding. Yeah, a very good job. Yeah, absolutely. If he's kept there all the time and Chandler hasn't even looked in that box, um, then, you know, absolutely fair play. So, um, yeah, I just... I want to know how, how long he's been in that box and, and the size of Joey Tribbiani's uh, quads, because pretty big, it seems. Um, I think my favourite line of this whole episode is just that one, you almost gave me a heart attack. I just love it. I think it's so funny. Um, yeah. And I, my other favourite lines are all in the in the first scene, the uh, Phoebe's, you're no ordinary roommate, are you? <laughs> and then uh, you've met your match, Rachel Green. 
uh, when they're doing the antifoam machine at the start. All really funny. Have you got any other fave lines to chuck in the mix? I think I've used all of mine. There's yeah. just a lot of the silliness within the Rachel and Phoebe plot that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah, the horse line as well, of course. Yeah, we the almost forget line, the horse yeah. line. Of course, the horse. Uh, would you like this week's quiz, Peter? Yes, let's do that. You've got it, haven't you? Have I? Yes, I forwarded it to you on email. I haven't opened it yet. On email? Yes, see you on email. Um, uh, yes, this I have it. I have the quiz. This week's Amy, whose real name, and we're always going to call our quizards Amy, obviously, because we must... Actually, I saw uh, Amy, the original quizard, last night, Pete. Did you? Yeah, she's, IRL. She's, and how was she? Just by coincidence. She was in... Um, she she came to the place where I play piano just for another friend's birthday, completely coincidentally. She's good. Oh. She's back up a holiday. She was like ready for me to do quizzes. Like we got fucking loads of people ready to do quizzes, mate. You're out. Yeah, sure um, is. But no, I've, I've said, look, she she's welcome. She gets first dibs every week, right? But any week she can't do, then we'll just go back to the the rotor of quizzes that have volunteered Fair. to replace her. But this week's Amy is actually called Amy, spelled A I M E. Exactly. Exactly. Um, just for your Amy spreadsheets. And this quiz, Peter, was written in China, no less. That explains a note that Amy has added at the start. What is that? Six questions, because in Mandarin, 666 means awesome. Ah, there you go. Um, which in other cultures means the devil. <laughs> um, so, question one. Lovely colour scheme on your PowerPoint, by the way, Amy. Yeah, really nice, that. And I sort of fade from purple to orange at the bottom. Very frenzy. Question one. What word does Rachel add in to make sure she still gets to say all the good words in the answer phone message? I know this. It's everybody, isn't it? It, I I think it is everybody. Would you like to check? It is everybody. Question two. Who did Joey bump into at the supermarket? Oh, Donna? Correct. Who's Donna? Donna is a girl he dated, he broke up with, and then remember Chandler was like, remember when it was really awkward when you bumped into her at the supermarket? Uh, now imagine you live at the supermarket. It's just an ex-girlfriend who we've obviously never heard of, but it was, it was Donna. Question three, what was Chandler cleaning when Ross walks into the apartment? Plates! Is it? Yeah, I, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Great. Um, question four, what did Ross talk about to the girl he liked in college? Oh, the Irish potato famine. Is correct. Yes, that's also a very, very funny line that made me laugh. We're doing well here. We are, aren't we? Uh, question five. What does Monica notice about the apartment when she gets home? Uh, the couch looks bizarre. The magnets. end table is wrong. And yeah, don't even get me started on the refrigerator magnets. Uh, correct. And finally, we're going to get... Pete, uh, Pete, is this, a, is this a, a full haul if we get this right? Yes, but I think, I think that's going to happen, Dave, because we've already mentioned this. Go on. Question six. What year will computers be able to carry out the same number of functions as a human brain? Eight years from now, Peter. The year of our Lord, 2030. Is correct. That's a full house. I'm genuinely really chuffed with that. Well when was the last time we got us. a full house on a quiz? And that was a, it wasn't an easy quiz either. I'm pleased. Awesome. Well done, us. Um, Very pleased. Do you want to know what next week's episode is? I do. It is the one where Ross gets... Can't. Can't. Hang on, I guess it. The one where Ross can't swim. <laughs> no, that's not an episode. The one where Ross can't... Behave in a socially acceptable way. Yeah. No, it's the one where Ross can't flirt. So, yeah, kind flirt. of. Flirt! Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it would have taken me a while to get to that. 
And the worst thing about that is I already knew that was next week's episode because uh, I asked someone to do a quiz about it. So that's bad, isn't it? So my memory is as bad as my ability to just guess a thing I heard about three days ago. There you go. Um, bye, Dave. Bye now. <laughs>